0: Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of Charter Communications Inc, ticker symbol CHTR. So we're looking at Charter today as a subscriber request. Currently, the business is trading for $306.16 per share. Over the last year, Charter has seen their stock price nearly fall in half. They're down 50.5% over this time. Over five years, however, Charter is up at a total rate of 7%. They're compounding at a rate of 1.5% annually. Over 10 years, very different story for Charter. They're compounding at a rate of 16.5% annually. And going back to when Charter became a public business, over the last 13 years, Charter Communications has compounded at a rate of about 19% annually, so far outpacing the S&P 500 over this time, even with this recent 50% decline. So Charter is currently trading about $9 over their 52-week low. Again, they're down by more than half from their 52-week high. Right now, a little over 5% of their shares outstanding are currently sold short, so there is some short interest around the business. Charter is a large company. They have a $47 billion market cap. They have a ton of debt as a broadband business. And So for additional background about the company, Charter is the product of the 2016 merger of three cable companies, each with decades-long history in the business. Legacy Charter, Time Warner Cable, and Bright House Networks. The firm now holds networks capable of providing television, internet access, and phone services to roughly 54 million U.S. homes and businesses, serving around 40% of the country. Across this footprint, Charter serves 29 million residential and 2 million commercial customer accounts under the Spectrum brand, making it the second largest U.S. cable company behind Comcast. The firm also owns, in whole or in part, sports and news networks, including Spectrum Sportsnet, which has long-term local rights to Los Angeles Lakers games, Sportsnet LA, which has rights to the Los Angeles Dodgers, Sportsnet New York, which has rights to the New York Mets, and Spectrum News New York 1. Charter Communications was founded in 1993 and is headquartered in Stamford, Connecticut. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the select six analysis, taking a checklist style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of charter based off of their business fundamentals. This analysis is still evolving. It's a work in process and it's an opportunity to learn in public. So it will continue to improve and get better over time. With that said, let's get right into today's analysis. Starting things off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. And there are two key reasons for this. The first is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And these business returns are going to be captured here by return on capital. The second is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. So by looking for a benchmark of 14% or higher, we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off the overall quality of the business being about twice as good as average average. So while Charter has steadily increased their returns on capital in all five of these years and they're earning about a 10% return on capital over their last 12 months, their returns on capital have only been above this 7% average for two of these years and only one of these previous five fiscal years. On average, Charter is earning about a 5.5% return on capital, which is slightly below that of a typical business, even though, again, they're trending upwards and over their last 12 months, they're above this. Either way, though, Charter's below this 14% benchmark we're looking for, and so this is an X to start things off on metric number one. Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of the growth of their business. So we're looking for revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth over the last five years. And this metric is all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are going to be up for this to be a check, or if even one of them is down, this entire metric will be an X. We'll also be including their last 12 months worth of numbers in our calculations here. So over this time, Charter's revenues are up by nearly 30%. At first glance, it would look like their net incomes are down over this period. However, in 2017, they had a nearly $9 billion income tax credit. If So if we exclude that, their net incomes are actually up over this period. And then likely most important is that their free cash flows have more than doubled over their last five years until today. This is great because free cash flow is really the lifeblood of any business, and ultimately a business's abilities to produce free cash flows now and until judgment day, discounted back by some reasonable interest rate, is what that business is going to be worth. So a business can use its free cash flows to reinvest back in the business, make acquisitions, buy back shares, pay down debt, or pay dividends. So it's great to see that their free cash flows are up so strongly. Good growth for charter across the board here. And this is our first check of the day coming in here on metric number two. Next up for metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at charter on a per share basis. So we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. So we learned in the previous metric that this 2017 was atypical for the business because of this income tax credit. So again, if we exclude that, Charter has solidly grown their earnings per share over this period. And that's really heavily driven by the fact that Charter has bought back 42.5% of their shares outstanding in their last five years. Charter has repurchased almost half of their business over this period. And that's likely great for existing shareholders in the business because when you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. So when a business buys back stock by decreasing the number of shares that they have outstanding. They're increasing your ownership percentage in the business, which is ultimately going to increase your percentage of the business's profits that you're entitled to. They do this without you having to spend a dime, so it's almost as if the business is making an acquisition of itself. So just like with any other acquisition, we want a company to be buying back shares when they're getting more value than the price that they're paying. In practical terms, this means that you want businesses buying back shares when they're trading below their intrinsic value. And while Charter has repurchased a lot of shares over this time, and they've grown both their earnings and they've decreased their share count. Meaning that their earnings per share are up over this period. So, this is a check on metric number three. You would potentially want to dig in and do more work here to understand at what prices these buybacks were occurring because charter stock price has declined by more than 50% over the last year alone. So, it'd be helpful to understand how the business is focused on buybacks during that period and into the future as well, and to better understand management's approach to capital allocation going forward. So, again, though, this is a check on metric number three. So far, through our first three metrics, we have two checks and one X. Metric number four is going to be very similar. Here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years. Again, we learned that their free cash flows more than doubled over this period and they bought back more than 40% of their shares outstanding. This is massive free cash flow per share growth that's led to them more than tripling their free cash flow per share over this period. Coupling that with their increasing returns on capital as well. This is likely strong performance recently out of charter here. And this is another check on metric number four. Next up for metric number five, here we're evaluating how the business is utilizing debt. So we don't want to be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are going to be at the greatest risk of poor outcomes. For metric number five, we want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the amount of free cash flow that they produced over the last five years. The elephant in the room is that Charter, similar to other telecom businesses and fixed infrastructure assets, is very leveraged. They ended 2021 with $92.5 billion worth of net debt, and since then, they've increased this, so right now, they have about $97 billion worth of net debt, and over this period, Charter has only produced $26 billion worth of free cash flow, so this is an X here on metric number five. However, there are some reasons why this may or may not be a potential concern for Charter, given the nature of their business and the industry that they're in. Again, it's not uncommon to see very highly levered assets here. So even though in both absolute and relative terms, it seems like they have a very high debt load, it would likely be worth your time if you're interested in Charter to dig in and learn more about their debt position in more depth. You can learn about the rates that their debt is at, whether it's fixed or variable, when it matures, and what their replacement cost of capital for a lot of this debt will be. Much of a potential investment thesis in charter is going to revolve around how they're able to manage their debt into the future. And as mentioned, they've steadily been increasing this over the last five years. So again, this is an X on metric number five. So far through our first five metrics, we have three checks and two Xs for Charter. Then our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this will give us a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury and potentially give us another reason to be interested in Charter. So we're using their total enterprise value here because it's going to give us a picture of the economic reality of the business that's going to be more similar to as if Charter were a private company. So right now, Charter has a $147.5 billion total enterprise value. And we learned that over the last five years, Charter has produced about 20 26 billion dollars worth of free cash flow which means that in an average year charter is producing about 5.2 billion dollars worth of free cash flow. So when we divide their 5.2 billion dollars of their average free cash flow by their 147.5 billion dollar total enterprise value that gives us an average free cash flow to enterprise value yield of about three and a half percent. So that's just a little bit below the yield of the 10-year treasury right now and that's also below that 5 percent benchmark we were looking for. So this is an x here on an average basis for metric number six. Worth being aware of, though, is that over their last 12 months, Charter has earned about $6.8 billion worth of free cash flow. So to get a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business... When we divide their $6.8 billion of their last 12 months of free cash flow by their $147.5 billion total enterprise value, that gives us about a 4.6% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business. That's just shy of the 5% mark we're looking for for a potential risk premium. But again, that is above the yield of the 10-year treasury right now. So just because this is an X here doesn't mean that you're going to toss out charter in its entirety. This analysis is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security and it's meant to be taken in holistically. These select six metrics are simple, but when they're combined together, they can be very powerful. Then to note something interesting, Charter does not pay a dividend. Here again, though, is a perspective of how they've managed to decrease their shares outstanding over this period. Then everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze charter, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair value for the business. So a discounted cash flow model is just like any other model in any other discipline. Its outputs are going to be sensitive to its inputs. So starting with an average of their free cash flows over their last five years, then projecting these average free cash flows out using historical growth assumptions for how the business has grown their free cash flows dating back over the past 15 years. So keep in mind that this would be including quite a bit from the legacy charter business as the company really became the charter that it is today through that 2016 merger. So it's up to you to do your own homework here to determine whether or not these historical growth assumptions are going to be potentially accurate or applicable going forward to give us a baseline projected estimate for charter. So assuming that they grow their average free cash flows at a rate of 15% annually over the next 10 years, and then using a terminal stage for the 10 years out after that, where this business has their growth rate fall by more than two thirds, and they only grow their average free cash flows at a rate of 5% annually, Then if we add in an estimate of their tangible book value today, again, understanding that the business is highly levered. If we were seeking a potential 10% rate of return from charter, then it looks like a potential fair value for the business is right around $288 per share. So down a little under $20 from where the business's stock price is at currently. From today's valuations, it looks like you could reasonably expect about a 9.5% rate of return from charter. Again, these inputs are going to have a major impact here, which is why it's up to you to dig in and learn more about the company. There are a number of reasons why this might not be potentially accurate or applicable going forward for Charter. So please be mindful that this type of analysis is not financial advice, it's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security, and before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. In just a minute, we'll discuss our wrap-up for Charter, but we have to address something first. What are some of the qualitative aspects of this business, especially those around a potential long or potential short thesis for the company? Starting with some of the key points around a potential long thesis for the business. Number one, holding prices down to drive market share gains will pay huge dividends down the road, pushing costs lower and cementing Charter's competitive position. Number two, as the second largest U.S. cable company, Charter has the scale to efficiently adapt to changes hitting the telecom industry. The firm will likely be a force in the wireless industry eventually. And number three, Like its cable peers, Charter's networks provide a platform to easily meet customers' growing bandwidth demands, which should drive market share gains and strong recurring cash flows. Then for some of the key points around a potential short thesis of the business. Number one, a heavy debt load will limit Charter's financial flexibility and could spell trouble if the business struggles or the capital markets dry up. Number two, regulation will likely eventually turn on the cable industry as Charter and its peers gain internet access market share. Eventually, pricing will come under scrutiny. And number three, Charter has a reputation for poor customer service. If a high-quality alternative emerges, perhaps from the wireless industry, many customers will likely jump ship. So hopefully that offers a balanced perspective around some of the qualitative aspects of the key points around both a potential short and a potential long thesis for the business. Now it's time for our wrap-up. So in summary, Charter checks the box on three out of six of our metrics. They're earning slightly below average returns on capital, although they have been increasing their returns on capital over the last five years. And over their last 12 months, they're earning about a 10% return on capital. Their revenues, earnings, and free cash flows are up over this period when we exclude that one-time earnings boost that they had in 2017 due to an income tax benefit. They've especially had strong free cash flow growth over this period. Likely one of the key important factors for shareholders is that Charter has repurchased 42.5% of their shares over the last five years alone. So those are massive share buybacks. The big weight hanging over Charter though is the fact that they're so highly levered. Right now they have nearly $97 billion worth of net debt, which is only about a third of the free cash flows that they brought in over the last five years. Really understanding this debt profile in more detail is likely gonna be one of the keys going forward to understanding Charter. Then on both an average and a current basis, comparing their free cash flow to their enterprise value yield with that of the yield of the 10-year treasury, it does not look like Charter's giving us that potential 5% adequate risk premium we'd ideally be seeking. Then finally, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of Charter Communications, if you've done the work and you believe those historical growth assumptions, then it looks like from today's valuations, it looks like you could reasonably expect a rate of return of about 9.5% going forward over the next 20 years for the business, which would be about half as well as Charter has performed over the last 13 years or so. Again, there are a number of reasons why this might not be potentially accurate for the business going forward. So it's worth reiterating that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor. This analysis instead serves as a beginning and holistic understanding to help you determine whether it's worth your time and energy to dig in and learn more about charter. So as a value investor you ultimately want to research a business as if you're going to own 100% of it and you can truly understand the ins and outs of that business and understand what's important and what's not important ultimately coming to the underlying essence of the company one resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is seeking alpha checking out seeking alpha directly supports the channel as i'm part of their affiliate program so most of you probably know seeking alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks but over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium premium has a number of different features where you can track buy hold and sell ratings on your favorite stocks these ratings are from the seeking alpha community wall street analysts and seeking alpha's algorithm you can see earnings call transcripts investor presentations sec filings and press releases all in one place you can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level you can get unlimited access to seeking alpha articles and you can tailor your reading experience based on the type of investor you are you can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make researching easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 99 bucks. That's only 27 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but they are currently running a general offer for $119. But if you use my link, it's only 99 bucks. So check it out if you're interested. Through this deeper research, you'll learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of Charter's business, and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself what a reasonably appropriate intrinsic value for the company will be. So with that said, that's it for today's Fundamental Stock Analysis of Charter Communications, Inc., ticker symbol CHTR. So again, we looked at the business today as a subscriber request, but Charter is also owned by a number of value investors. Right now, it's in Brian Lawrence's Oak Cliff Capital portfolio. It was also revealed that Michael Burry recently bought into the business during his most recently quarterly 13F filings. And charter is even a small position, likely by either Todd Combs or Ted Weschler, in Berkshire Hathaway's public stock portfolio. So there are several well-known value investors who have interests in the business. So if you learned something from this analysis or you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about charter with me and have a great day.